This is Family Impact, a weekly ministry of the Christian Grandparenting Network, building a legacy that matters generation to generation. Here is the host of Family Impact, Kevin Harper. Thanks, Tom, and welcome to another edition of Family Impact. We're back today with Wayne and Marcy Rice talking about long-distance grandparenting. Wayne and Marcy gave us some great ideas for engaging our grandchildren using technology that gives us a great advantage for staying connected. But what about things outside digital technology? How can we use other means for building meaningful relationships with our grandchildren? Well, let's hear what Wayne and Marcy have to say about that as we pick up where we left off in our last session. We left off last time talking a little bit about some of the ways that technology it can be very useful to us as grandparents. Obviously, there's a lot more we could talk about in that area. But Marcy, you were wanting to share some things about some non-technological things that you do, or low-tech, whatever they are, <laughs> yeah. uh, in order to stay connected with our grandchildren. So share with us a little bit about what you're thinking. Well, one thing that I've started to do is um, send them packages. Um, it can be anything. Our grandson that's a freshman in college, um, he loves these crackers I make. They're very hot and spicy. So I just, I sent him a care package, you know, of, of crackers. And he, he was just delighted. And he texted me immediately. And he said he was having to hide them because his roommate was going to eat them. Um, and then with the younger ones, I mean, you can send something from the 99 cent store. You know, our four-year-old is thrilled with like a, anything from the 99 cent store. Or even just, as we talked earlier, a drawing that maybe you did, or ask them to finish the drawing, send it back to you so there's something they can do uh, jointly. Those are that, that's like the four and six year olds that we have. And so I think just using the mail, just the regular old US mail instead of email all the time. You know, that's an interesting point because, in a sense, that's that old technology <laughs> sending yeah. something to me is like new tech for some of these kids. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. well everybody everybody likes to get things in the mail you know i mean if it's personal you don't like to get a lot of junk mail but grandkids love it you know when they they get something it's it's like opening a gift you know mm -hmm. to get a letter or a note it doesn't have to be a long note just a telling you know your grandkids uh, about some of the things that you've been doing um, you know, just have some insights into your own uh, life or maybe some of your thoughts about, you know, your own walk with the Lord, you know, maybe something from your quiet time, you know, a little journaling and, and you can mail it. It could be handwritten. And, and the, the, grand, the grandkids, I know, uh, appreciate that. So would, you, would this be something different if a child is, a, say, a teenager versus uh, a preschooler? But, I mean, would you be doing anything different in terms of what you send in the mail to the kids at different ages? I, I think so. I mean, I think, like I say, with the little kids, for me, it's mostly trinkets. Okay. And just a little note that the six-year-old can read, but, you know, a little bit. Um, but with the older ones, I mean, I think it's easier to, to share, like, uh, something something you had in your, in your devotion, you know, that you came across and just meant a lot to you, something from your heart. I think they, they really appreciate from your heart. Somebody, as I was working on this book, somebody mentioned, um, you know, if you're sending, uh, like, cards or letters to your grandkids and you have more than one grandkid living in the same home, you want to... Uh, send them actually together. I mean, they could be in two separate envelopes, 
but in a but together in a larger envelope that you send together so that they don't arrive on different days. Sometimes you can mail letters uh, together, and even just across town, they they could show up a, a day or two apart on the other end. You know, you just never know. Sometimes it's disappointing then for one of the children to get something and the other not. And uh, I thought that was an interesting uh, little. A uh, bit of advice for for grandparents. I think uh, letters, handwritten letters, um, also um, are. Uh, how shall I say it? I I think they affirm a ch a child's worth. That you would take the time to do that, put a stamp on the envelope, and address it to them, and write it to them, and it it treats them more adult like. I think you know. I mean, not that we want them to. Be, instantly be adults but i mean it elevates them to feel wow you know i got and they'll save it you know they'll treasure it and they'll hang on to it it's it's always amazing uh to me how those little mementos become very very important but i i've uh you know i i just sent our our oldest grandson who's uh studying photography he uh, was interested in a in 35 millimeter cameras, you know, which uh, a lot of kids today have no idea what it, or even where they, where they could get one, you know. But, um, so I sent him a, my old camera. I mean, I had an old, nice Nikon 35 millimeter camera, you know, that I've had in the, in storage, you know, for the, because we don't use actual film anymore and have it for quite a few years. But he was real interested in that and he's loving it. And um, so I, I sent it uh, to him. And, um, I'm thinking, you know, he's broke. He's a broke college student. So, um, you know, to send him some film every once in a while or... Uh, Money to have it developed. <laughs> <laughs> to get the, get the film developed. You mean you can still buy film these days? <laughs> yeah, you yeah. can. Yeah, you can. And you can order that online and, yeah. and just have it sent to him, you know. But, but I think, you know, uh, grandkids love to know that we're thinking about them. And that's what um, uh, yeah. things like that... Um, you know, which is fairly low tech, just sending things in the mail. Um, probably the most low tech thing of all, of course, is just visiting them. And um, I, you know, that's something that that I think grandparents. We were talking about this just recently that we need to go through our calendar for the year and and plan in all of those visits. Otherwise, time gets away from all of us. You know, and and before you know it, a whole year's gone by. And you, you really haven't seen your grandkids very much. And so I think being an intentional, you know, and, and Kevin, that's a word you're familiar with. You right. know, we've been talking a lot about right. what it means to be an intentional <laughs> grandparent. Yeah. Being intentional means that, that you um, are, you know, willing to carve out some time on your calendar to spend time and work it out with your grandchildren's parents so that you find those times when the grandkids are going to be available uh, out out of school, or and when the parents might be available or or whatever, so that you can plan those visits and uh, and then plan. You also need to put it into your budget as well. <laughs> you know, make sure that you you've allocated enough funds. You know, whatever it takes. And uh, in some cases, we can stay with our grandkids. In other cases, we have to rent a hotel down the street or a a, a bed and breakfast somewhere yeah. where there's more room. But I think uh, just visits and spending time with your grandkids that way, that's low tech. 
but it's I think those are the most important things. And then bringing them to you as well, you know, making ways for them. We were we were just having that conversation, trying to figure out how to use some of our frequent flyer miles to get our Seattle kids down here. And the biggest issue were most of my frequent flyer miles are on United Airlines, and they don't have any directs, you know, from Seattle to San Diego, so they have to change planes, and that's that's not good for a, a younger right. child. Right. But uh, we're looking at some other options and other airlines and uh, ways to make it happen so that we can have our kids, um, our grandkids come and, and, and spend some time with us. Because that one-on-one time is real, real important. So do you find it harder to practice this intentionality of getting together with teenagers than you do the younger children? Well, I have just an amazing, I feel an amazing relationship with my 16-year-old granddaughter. Uh, she calls me every Tuesday night, and we talk for, we just talk about everything, and, you know, what we've eaten during the week, or what we've done, and how was school, or what are her tests, and she always asks me, and she usually asks me this before I ask her, she'll say, Grandma, what can I pray for you for this week? And, I mean, to hear your grandchild ask you that, is just wonderful. So, and and our yeah, they son, talk for a they talk for a long time. Oh, yeah. And our our son Nathan, who's a you know he's a youth pastor. He uh, he called us uh, just last weekend. He said, "You have no idea what those calls with Maddie mean to her." Um, she tells you stuff she doesn't tell us. Mm-hmm. A lot of long-distance grandparents will say, you know, I just don't have any have an opportunity to be around my kids to where I can really make an impact. But what you're just saying to me is, oh, no, no, no. If you've created a safe environment for them where they want to talk to you, even if it's only once a week yeah. or once a month, yeah, right. you have a tremendous opportunity to impact them. Right. And she, you know, she does share some of her fears or she's having a, a classes that are difficult or whatever, you know, she just not afraid to tell me about that. And yeah. um, so I try and be very honest with her too. Like I had to text her this Tuesday. We had been out all day running errands and with my MS fatigue is a big issue. So um, I was just, I needed to go to, I needed to rest. I needed to go to bed. Instead of, and so I just texted her and said, Maddie, can we talk tomorrow? And she, absolutely, Grandma, I'll talk to you tomorrow. And uh, so it's, it's just, a, it, it's been a wonderful experience. We have just a couple of minutes left, so I, I would like to ask you to just share what final words of advice would you give to grandparents who are long-distance grandparents and maybe feeling discouraged about that, particularly if, like you, you've had them with you for a while and then they move away. Yeah. Uh, that can be hard. Well, let me just, you know, one, one thing I'd like to say is, is that uh, all of my grandparents were long-distance grandparents. When I was a baby, you know, my parents, I was born in Tennessee, but I've lived my whole life in California. And that was mainly because my dad, after, after World War II, um, he had been stationed out here. He saw California, the promised land, and decided to uh, come out here. So all of my my grandparents were in Tennessee or, or uh, some of them were in Missouri and, um, and they were long distance grandparents and I hardly ever saw them. We, we would go there and vacation once a year. We make the drive all the way across the country to, to go back and visit our 
our our relatives and I have wonderful it must have been enough to teach you bluegrass. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's true, and and uh, I don't know if you you remember Kevin, but but uh, at a little dinner that we did down in Dallas last year, my brother and sister and I sang a song called Swing and Bridge, and that was about our grandpa who uh, taught us to pray. And um, I mean, when he was when we were with him, he would pray. <laughs> loud you know like god was hard of hearing you know and it impressed us and um and but that was our greatest memory of him and um and so the song was written mainly to say the the tracks of my life of our lives were laid by the heritage the legacy that was passed down to us by our grandparents even though we never saw them i know they were praying for us all the time and that's something that we do for our grandkids every day. There's no distance with prayer. You know, you prayer, uh, they may as well be in the next room. You know, prayer is the connector that, that uh, brings us together with them every day. And so one, one little trick that I've got, I mean, we pray for all of our grandchildren every day, but we have five. And so on Monday, I start with the oldest. And all day long, I pray for him. And then Tuesday, it's the next one. So, you know, Monday through Friday, each one of my grandkids is prayed for in a specific way, trying to recall what their needs are, even the little ones, you know, just prayers for their safety at school and so forth. So that's kind of a... Well, and if you do have a way to contact your grandkids to let them know, I have a cousin, Justin Rice, who is a former pastor, and he's retired now, and he's got a bunch of grandkids. and um, one year for Christmas, he asked all of his grandkids that what he wanted for Christmas was a coffee mug with their picture on it. And, uh, and so he has um, named the days of the week after his grandchildren. So like Monday is, is Kevin Day and, and Tuesday is Amber Day and, and instead of Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday and so on. And he drinks coffee out of that mug every, every morning and then praise for them specifically oh, I and, love that. and the grandkids know that that's their day yeah, yeah. and i just thought you know what a great idea you know, oh, we, wow. we, i haven't I haven't made that happen yet but i think it's it's about prayer and that connection even if you're not with them or able to be with them uh, and, and that can sound almost like you know okay well that's the default thing i guess we can pray but really as yeah. you say, no, it's, what, it's, yeah. better, what better what thing can you do? Yeah. Right. Yeah, that's, that's the main thing uh, that we can do for them. Even when they were here, we prayed for our, our grandkids. It wasn't um, not a, you know, like a backup plan. <laughs> it's, it's the first, first thing you do yeah. for your grandkids. And that you can do for them and just as effectively, whether they're with you or or far away. But I think your comment earlier is really important that they, our listeners hear this again, is, is let them know that you're doing this, mm -hmm. that you're praying for them. Yeah. yeah, and they love it. You know, our, our kids, uh, our grandkids welcome our prayers. And when we're able to talk with them, always, you know, before you hang up or before you sign off, can, can I pray for you right now? And they just, oh, yes. You know, that's that's so welcomed by them they know what it's about they know and they know that you care yeah so you mentioned earlier about writing this book on long distance grandparenting um, yeah i'm collecting good ideas so if, if you've got any you want to send them send my way i'm i'm still uh 
still looking for them. I've gotten quite a few. I think it's going to be a good book. I'm thinking about calling the book Over the River and Through the Woods. Um, <laughs> and um, it's going to be published by uh, Bethany House. And hopefully it'll be a help to, to other long-distance grandparents. Um, so if somebody's uh, got a story they'd like to share with you, how would they do that? Well, I, my email is pretty easy. Uh, it's wayne at waynerice.com. So, so that's it. Okay. That's, that's the easy way. So. Well, this has been great, guys. Thanks for taking time out of your busy schedules to uh, do this. And uh, it's been a lot of fun. And uh, maybe we'll do it again. Yeah, so well, after the book comes out, we'll, uh, we'll, <laughs> we'll talk again. No, maybe before then. I'm sure we'll be hearing from the Rices again. And if you want to contribute some ideas and thoughts about long-distance grandparenting, you know, telling some of your story, be sure to email Wayne at wayne at waynerice.com. That's wayne at waynerice.com. It's interesting how we've come full circle to our previous podcast about prayer. As Wayne again reminds us, prayer knows no distance. It is our first action of intentional grandparenting that has powerful impact. I love the idea of a mug for each day with our grandkids' individual pictures to remind us to pray. I think I'm going to put that one into practice right away. And don't forget to post your comments about this topic on our website after you finish listening. We always love to hear from our listeners. So until next time, I'm Kevin Harper, your host on Family Impact. May God bless you and empower you to intentionally reach out and build a legacy with your grandchildren that is worth outliving you because it makes much of Christ and his gospel.